2: This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest solution to web design around. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and use the offer code IGN for 10% off your order. Do
1: not
2: underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: Beyond. 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 Hello, everybody.
2: Welcome to Beyond. I am Max Scoville. Joining me today, Marty Sleva. Hey. Brian Altano. Brrah, brrah. And Eden Rohatensky. Am I saying that right? Yes. I've literally never said that right no, before in my life.
1: You've said that right five times. Eden, Ooh, I've counted. That's such wow. an
2: exotic name. Wow, that's really a yeah. weird thing to count. <laughs> Eden, what do you do? Who are you?
1: I'm a full stack engineer at Vox Media, publisher of Polygon. You and build computers. Um, sometimes and the in,
2: you build the inside of computers.
3: Yeah, I, which is math. I built
1: the tubes that are the internet. Good. There's good. a full.
3: What's a full stack?
1: A full stack means that I do like back end programming and front end programming. All that. It confusing. basically makes me sound like a sleazy dude in a bar. Yeah, but that, programming. that's
3: true. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start telling people I'm a full stack
1: program. I just
2: think of pancakes. <laughs> that's that's delicious. delicious. You know, you also you also podcast.
1: Yes, I am the host and co-founder of the Jimmy and Eden Podcast Network. And we make a podcast that's not about video games
4: with a man named Jimmy Champagne who does a lot of freelance news yeah, stuff Yeah, he for IGN, this year. I, right. I forgot and about that. He was at Beyond Three Hundred. We met Jimmy right. Champagne. He dad. Has, yep.
1: He has excellent hair. Yep. Has,
4: yeah, good, good friend of the show. One of the, probably one of the best names in the world for somebody that isn't a lounge singer.
2: Yeah, weird <laughs> that your name is Jimmy Champagne, and that. You, when you people meet you it's not in like a VIP area yep. mm-hmm. you're not like there's no money the floating in the air around you
3: when he owns
1: you're... Yeah. no neon colored blazers that's really
3: weird it's not... he's he's kind of blowing it actually he's squandering the name that's weird when I weird.
1: released my album I told him he had to do PR for it because it sounded really funny to have Jimmy Champagne a PR man yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: that's totally true. Yeah. or a hype man Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they still have hype men
1: I have yeah. them
3: Is has there ever been a hype woman yeah. yes there's been hype woman. was like uh, who,
1: Lil Debbie was a hype woman for uh, crayshawn?
3: Oh wow! I thought for, right. I, I thought you meant a little Debbie, like the, the the cupcake heiress. I mean, she was technically a nope. hype woman for her cupcakes too. That's yes, just...
1: and cough syrup. Well, so, welcome to the show. Um, yeah. yeah, welcome,
2: welcome. <laughs> this is uh podcast beyond. If you're for some reason just tuning in, is is a show about PlayStation.
3: Yeah, the world's number one PlayStation podcast. They,
2: they have games on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is. I'm gonna be just up front here, and it's apparently bad form to do this, but uh, it's a really slow news week. It is There's a super, super slow. Really, news week. not a lot happening. Yep. we had a lot of. Cool stuff to talk about last week. Uh, I guess we do have uh, Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided. Is that what it's called?
3: Sure. Yeah, which we sort of touched on last week, and we kind of knew that's what it was about. Right. Uh, well, I did. I went on the record and said, I hope it's not a mobile game, and it's not. So, you
4: did it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, we will specify it is a slow news week so far, but in Podcast Beyond History, we'll probably say a bunch of things that will be proven wrong yeah, by tomorrow. Yeah, it's a slow
2: yeah. news week in that it is... Two o'clock on a Monday. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
4: Um, so by the time you hear the show, there might be you know, who knows? Maybe yeah. David Jaffe stole
3: a real call. Halo car Seven or
2: for PlayStation. I
3: don't season. think any of those things are. Happening. So for this episode, we ended up digging into the mailbag. We yeah. went to the Facebook group and we got some suggestions for topics. Uh, I think we looked at a tweet. It didn't have anything to do with this, but it was like a, it was a sponsored tweet. I showed about you guys a game earlier
2: of, of, of a pug wearing a t-shirt with a picture of a pug on it, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. That, that was yeah. good my one. favorite thing. That was yeah. a good a good one. Um, yeah, here's a, here's a big thing. We've been talking about this kind of on on and off nonstop for a while now. Bloodborne, big old game. A lot yeah. of people have been playing. A lot of people have probably finished it at this point or they've kind of, you know, they've chewed it up and it's mm-hmm. approaching the end. What next?
3: Yeah, that's a... Uh Last week, Brian, you uh, told the story about how you fell out of love and then back in love with Bloodborne, and how it yeah, came. you almost quit your game of the year. I almost left, and then I came back. And now you're back. You're you're killing witches. I'm you're do- talking I'm with Shuhei Yoshida about killing really spider good. women. Yeah, that, how cool is that? Yeah.
4: what a world we live in. Yeah. Um, I beat the one reborn mm-hmm. on my first try, which is like this boss that just murders everybody, and I, I just felt like amazing walking into his dumb house yeah. and killing him. That I want you to rude. know the,
2: the way you talk about Bloodborne. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> little mouse sneezes. The way you talk about Bloodborne is the way other people talk about exercise. Yeah. And I feel that same level of alienation. Right. Um, it's funny. You, you went on that big thing last, last week and talked about how excited was was. And, and I'd, I'd heard the first half of that. I'd heard the part where you were giving up because you were tired of the loading times and you didn't want to do the work. Yeah. And that's when people are like, man, I hate going to the gym. It's tiring. But then the part two of that is they're like, yeah, I lost 30 pounds and I can now lift up parts of cars. You are like, yeah, man, I just did a, I did a 5k. Uh, I just, you know, I've been really trying to do the quads. Uh, yeah, totally. I'm, telling, I'm 100% yeah, I, with I you. fought the reborn and it was satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I got my, I got my reps up and that was my personal the, trainer yeah. apparently. <laughs> I don't no, know. I'm like, I'm
4: just as confused by exercise people. Actually uh, I have free weights in my apartment and a couple of days ago I went to look, I went to use them and I was just like, what's like the proper form? Cause I know when you exercise at home, you can really mess your stuff up if you don't know what you're doing. That's health facts from Brian <laughs> Um And I went to look up uh, how to lift frit and I got to the FR, and Google was
2: like, how to lift the front of a truck. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Google, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, back to back to Bloodborne. <laughs> yep, is what you I brought it thinking. to exercise. I'll okay, give back to back to Bloodborne on this. And um, this for me, Mister Man. I love how you you wanted to just clarify that you do sometimes exercise too. You're Not like, really. Just, you know, I tried, but then I found out about how to live the secrets of truck exor- truck exercises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trucks,
4: truck exercises. Isn't uh,
1: that a CrossFit gym? Isn't
2: yeah, trucker size.
4: Truck, yeah. truck no, so yeah. I, yeah, I'm playing Bloodborne. I love it. It's doing that thing. And I was talking about it last week. It's this constant like it. It kills you and kicks your ass, mm-hmm. and then makes you better, mm-hmm. and then you come back and keep playing it. And I really like that sort of condition response that it, that comes with totally. it. And I get, I get it from certain kind of like roguelike games. There was a couple games last year that were, uh, yeah, that, I mean,
3: like Rogue Legacy did that. Yeah, Spelunky did it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
4: Where you're just like, I'm, I'm improving, and I know mm-hmm. I'm improving. Yeah, and it's rewarding me because of that. So I was, it was, it's sort of a two part question. One, where can I find more experiences like that? And two. What, what are these guys doing next? Because yeah. I talked to you about, uh, about Dark Souls, and you said to me basically, I said, Should I go back and play these games now that I'm really getting into Bloodborne? Like, it's like I want to hear the other albums that the band made, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And you're like,
3: No. Yeah. I mean, just ju- like a lot of people have been asking this too, because it's like, So last week, uh, Scholar of the First Sin came out for yep. PS4 and Xbox One, and it's like, Well, if I love Bloodborne, should I go back and play this? And I'm like, You probably should, but I don't think. I think a lot of people who love specific things about Bloodborne aren't going to love specific things about Dark Souls 2. Uh, Like, first off, the Dark Souls 2 uh, Scholar of the First Sin stuff is way harder than Bloodborne. Like, it is mean, it is cruel, it is a really crappy first step into the series. Really? Like, if that's your first game, this game is is incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult. Your weapons break all the time, the enemies are just rude. Okay. they being, you know, just being foul. That's a
2: weird, that's a weird thing to Yeah, to be. It's just rude. Yeah. It's well, just they, rude. Like they
3: actually insult you on top They of insult, people? yeah, because if you have a PlayStation Eye, it like looks at you and
2: it hey, judges. Hey, fatty. Yeah, exactly. It assesses your your body type and probable insecurities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool um, hairline, idiot. And then yeah. they smash your spear in <laughs> you. <laughs>
3: um So, yeah, that's a weird like – I don't know. It's the thing that makes sense to go to next, but yep. – one of the games uh, coming out, I think, this week is Titan Souls. Titan yeah. Souls, and is that's the jam. a game that I feel like, even though it looks super different, that it's a game that kind of makes sense to go to next. Have you heard about Titan Souls? Have you Not seen it? Not very much, no. Yeah, so it's this uh, top-down. Uh, it's this indie game that like one dude. Again, I, this is like the year of the one dude games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a one dude game is a genre. What one dude made? I made that genre up.
2: Okay, one yeah. dude games. One yeah. dude
3: games. Uh, but Not it's like one women
1: games. There could be one women yeah. games. Yeah,
3: totally. Yeah. Depression Quest is a one women game. Uh, but it's like it's nope. That was two people. Uh, <laughs> was it? <laughs> well, the two people games is that a new genre? That's two called two player, a duo. Two player, two player games. games yeah. Duo games. Uh, but it's, so Titan Souls is uh, top down. You're this little this little wanderer who's wandering through this this landscape, and you can kind of go wherever you want. And the whole thing is fighting these handful of bosses. It's the only thing in the world you really interact with are these bosses. Uh, the game is one hit kill. And your only weapon is a spear or like an arrow that you fire. Then you have to go retrieve it, or it you can sucks. call it back to you. It sucks. Yeah,
1: that sounds like real life.
3: It is yeah. like it is real
2: life. The game. It sounds like if if you were if if you asked uh, about a game that your friends were playing and they didn't want you to play it, and they just started describing it, they're like, "Yeah, um, there's a, all you do is fight guys bigger than you, and if you if you hit you once, you die, and the only weapon you get is a little bow and arrow, but you have to charge it up, like you gotta like you gotta like hold it down so that it shoots the arrow, and then after you shoot it." You don't have any more, so you have to go get the arrow.
4: Yeah. So it's like it's the projectiles work like Nerf guns.
2: Yeah, it's literally like bit, if you if you were a kid and you had like a little toy bow and yeah. and you have to go in your yard, but you shoot it at something, and you're like, "I got you!" And you then you have to actually go pick it up yourself. Yeah. But and you then,
3: can you can draw it back to you. Though. And the bosses kill you instantly in one hit. Yeah. All of them.
2: Yeah. Do and you the bosses. Kill them damn. What? No. Yeah. It takes many hits to that kill them. That is rude. That is rude. Simply so bosses. I played this game. Uh, I got an early build of it for. Um, I was doing this thing when I was still Destructoid. I was doing a live stream series sponsored sort of by Devolver Digital mm-hmm. who's putting this game out and they're Madmen, Uh where they would send us a build of a game and then liquor to go with it. And it was sort of sort of themed like they sent us the Talos Principle and then like absinthe with like an absinthe okay. spoon and I love like that. sugar cubes. They're yeah. like, this is a drink of philosophers. Here's a deep game that makes you think. But then they're like, yeah, Titan Souls. Um, here, have this incredibly heavy medieval looking like mead or something. And we're like, alright, sure, why not? But it's just, it's just mead. We should get bourbon too. We got... Did you mix the bourbon with mead. the mead? I don't know what we were doing. It was dumb. But that's a really hard game to play normally. Mm-hmm. And you know, have you talked about that 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 peak you reach when you're when you're when you're drunk and gaming at the same time? And you yeah. find that like that balance. Point? Yeah,
4: somebody actually wrote in with the name of it. I forget what it is because yeah. I don't retain information Ballmer's or read. Peak. But that's peak.
1: What, that's what we that's call what it, it, it in programming. That's oh.
4: exactly what it is. Thank you so much. Yeah. I knew I knew it was up there somewhere. So
1: that's like often used in programming, and I never actually hit it. I just get really drunk. Does it have? To like...
4: Is there is there like a it's version like, of it that doesn't involve getting drunk?
1: Like. Smoking weed? I guess, I think a or like, high. Yeah.
4: yeah, like a, I was thinking, if there was like a sober person's
3: version of, not, I don't know.
0: I like, there's also I know. there's a certain
3: like a sleep deprivation version of that. Yeah, of like if you've gone long enough without sleep, you sort yeah. of hit this weird Something creative clicks. point. But if you go too far, then you just become a cookie mm. person. Yeah.
1: yeah, a cookie
3: person, a coconut, a, a, cookie, a, co- a,
2: a <laughs> um, But yeah, so Titan Souls is is. I was expecting to really hate it, and initially it does kind of slam your fingers in the door. It's like very, it's just very difficult. But then, once you kind of loosen up and kind of get in the flow of things, it gets like you find the best way I can I can find this term is the sort of is the wiggle room. You find like the space that you can kind of you you can kind of just like in Hotline Miami when you get mad at the game and you throw yourself at it and you're just like, "What? This is this is gonna work?" And then suddenly beat a level, you know, that kind of um, that margin of just. Throwing caution to the wind and seeing yeah. what's going to happen. Titan Souls very much has that. There still are like strict boss patterns, but there's like a tiny bit of just like you're not sure what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it's it's very satisfying. Yeah, I killed. I managed to get really just. Crap house drunk and kill some big monster bosses. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I'm totally. And that's out this week, right? It's out this week uh, on PS4. Brendan Terrell reviewed it, given 8.0. Great. Uh, Yeah, it's this weird. It looks like the bosses look like they're from uh, Link to the Past, Mm -hmm. uh, but the game sort of the, the layout feels like Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, super cool. It's just that, that you know, recurring trend of it seems like every week a cool, red indie game comes out it's, for PS4. It's a good
2: one. It's definitely, if you're coming down from Bloodborne you want something that's challenging but mm-hmm. not, like, maybe quite that level of an investment, this would probably be a good, yeah. good candidate.
3: Yep. And so the, the the second part of your question was what do we want to see from from Soft next? Yeah. And, yeah. and we're getting a lot of, you know, a lot of people are like, well, Dark Souls 3, which kind of makes sense because Dark Souls 2 was last year. People want Bloodborne 2, which... Uh, you know, Bloodborne was the uh, Sony said the the number one uh, digital game on PS4 in the month of March. Uh, obviously, a lot of qualifiers, but obviously it sold very well.
4: Yeah, which is always fascinating to me when uh, a game like that. I guess it shouldn't, but when a game like that sells so well digitally because it is just physically a gigantic thing investment to yeah, download yeah, on your yeah. PS4. Like PS4s don't ship with 60-terabyte drives or anything like that, so yeah. you're actually eating up a chunk of your hard drive downloading it. But yeah,
3: I've ran out of space on my PS4 and my Xbox One very quickly, which yeah. is a bummer. Have you ever done the hard the hard drive swap? No. No? That sounds not scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to do that I, just, I put a 32-megabyte thumb drive in there, and that did not help.
4: Yeah, so yeah. As, as much as I want Bloodborne 2... Uh, we're obviously not going to get that for a while, but yeah. we've seen DLC from these guys in the past, so we'll yeah. probably get something, right?
3: Yeah, so Demon's Souls never had DLC, but uh, the original Dark Souls had the Prepare to Die edition, which had the Arturias of the Abyss DLC, mm-hmm. which was rad. Uh, three pieces of DLC for Dark Souls 2 were all really cool. Um, so I would imagine Bloodborne will get some sort of DLC. But then we are talking about, well, what, what? Like maybe FromSoft should do something
2: else. Um, and they did it, Armored Core. They did right? Armored Core, which I... I think that's I, one of those things I keep forgetting because it doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Yeah, right.
3: and so I would love the idea of sort of the framework of the Soul series, but with robots.
2: I'd like to. I'd be down with a really like a super duper like, permadeath. Like I mean, think like what um, God um, that. That game from for Xbox that had the giant, huge controller set Steel up. Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. Yeah. Where, like, you ever hear about this, Eden? Mm-hmm. So there was there was this game, was, uh, Steel Battalion. It came with, like, a giant three-piece, like, joystick cockpit you had yeah. to put together. Yeah. It only worked for this game. It had, like, two. There was, like, one sequel or one expansion yeah. pack. But yeah, it was, like, $200 but, for the controller. Yeah, and you had to put your memory card into the actual deck itself. And there was an eject button. And basically, like, if your, if your mech got effed up enough that you had to eject... Like, you had to eject or, or like, wipe your save yeah. or something like that. It was, it was obscene. So it was like, and I, yeah,
3: you hit that point where, like, the mech is about to blow up. And yeah. if you don't eject, the mech blows up, you die, and you have to restart the game. But if you do eject, your mech still blows up, and you don't have that mech anymore. I,
4: I, I, had, I, had, a, I had a friend who, uh, it, when this game came out, he was in the dorms at my college, which was in New York City. And his dorm room was four feet by six feet. It was basically a prison cell and he bought this thing and it took up half the room and he was just like, I don't care. I want I get to fight mechs on my TV. And I was like, dude, maybe get a game boy. Yeah. Like this thing was, it was, it looked like three mixing mm-hmm. boards from like a, a, a sound studio glued together with giant joysticks all over them. Mm-hmm. Nice. We still use them. We have one in the office that we still use for a prop every yeah. now and no, then. No, it's a
2: great it's a um, great role play. Yeah.
1: People had very different childhoods than me.
2: Really? <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> they didn't yeah. have that in Canada. I don't no. know who had that. I don't know anyone who had that. We someone's um sent that to the Destructoid show and we had that on the set. We didn't really ever know what to do with it. Yeah. But, um, that being said, I love the philosophy of like your robot is really important to you, and if you if it's getting messed up, you need to like you need to get out, or you're gonna die. Like that yeah. kind of yeah. that kind of investment. Maybe not the physical monetary investment in the actual prop peripheral. Totally. But I'd love to see FromSoft do something with something on a larger scale than like Bloodborne or Dark Souls, because you're always taking care of like one dude. Mm-hmm. What if you're like What if they kind of adapted like that for, um, FTL approach, where you're like you're running a spaceship? Or like you have a giant mech and you're exploring unknown territory, and it's still like a totally ruthless and brutal experience.
1: But you're being followed around by Pikmin. Pikmin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are like Captain Olimar, in the next suit? Yeah, you got like you got like little little guys, like your souls, or maybe your crew. I don't know. Yeah.
4: I like that. I just feel like it always sort of it loses the kind of connection of intimacy I have when there's a, like a sole protagonist that I'm improving. But I guess there is that that kind of disposable nature of taking a whole bunch of people and killing them off. Mm -hmm. That's kind of awesome. I don't know. It's kind
2: of a long walk there, but I do love, I, I, I'm curious to see what they would do if they went, uh, I mean, Bloodborne and Dark Souls are, are, they're, they're fantasy hack and slash basically. Mm -hmm. I'd be really curious to see what they did with, with a, with a shooter of some kind, you know, like here's a game where you have a gun and maybe, maybe it's like a space gun. Maybe it's a regular gun. I don't know what the deal is, but it's, Taking that same kind of like really just hitting you hard and like training you and making you actually work yep. for your work for your stuff, where it's like you get shot and you're gonna bleed out. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like a one hit death kind. Of, I mean, that's which is of, interesting
4: because uh, if you look at Bloodborne, so much of the combat or almost all of the combat is so head on. Like your gun is a, uh, ostensibly just an interrupt. It's not something. It's it's not a projectile based mm-hmm. game. So to to make a game like that where there, there's that distance, I think it would be really fascinating to have that kind of. Have the weight and fear of 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 dying in that game, but coupled with the fact that you could have battles from a, across a football field. Yeah, not an actual football field. That'd be weird. That'd be it'll be weird from something like robot jocks.
2: <laughs> robot jocks. I mean, I saw so I read this interesting thing. I think I think Cliff Lazinsky was writing about this um, a while ago. But he was, he was explaining basically one of the reasons that there are so many so many first person shooters, or why there are so many shooters in general, is that it's generally pretty easy to to map a line, you know, if something's Mm -hmm. shooting in a straight line, you're like, there you go. That's, that's, there's your bullet going a direction, you know? Uh, I'd like to see when you take that kind of not necessarily lazy game design, but that like kind of that almost lazy concept of shooting dudes and then filter it through that really, just hard boiled, challenging. Yeah. Punish, punishing. Punishing.
3: Mm-hmm. It was
1: like that movie with Shia LaBeouf where you can curb the bullets. Wanted. Was he in
3: that? Yeah. He yeah. was. No, that no, was. Uh, wasn't. That was uh, Professor, Professor X. X. Patrick Stewart. No, James, James McAvoy. No, I James McAvoy is like the reference. nice version of Shia LaBeouf who isn't a terrible human. He's also okay. like
2: 15 years older than him, I think.
3: No. Isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, he ha- he's in a wheelchair. We got a wanted video game. It was not good. Was it? Woof. Yeah. We got a wanted game? Yeah, I remember that. All
2: right, so on to the next one. Here's something we talked about already. Uh, Uncharted Trilogy Remastered? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, A Swiss retailer named CD has listed Uncharted, the Remastered Trilogy for PS4. Uh, The page has mysteriously disappeared, but before, the product description simply read Uncharted 1 to 3 in HD. More information (laughs) soon. And then it disappeared forever without ever being heard from again mm-hmm. it listed September 30th as a release date that's it is, pretty did pretty it really plausible.
4: did it say that verbatim more information soon
2: yeah with an exclamation <laughs> it, that's point. information yeah I'll that's get the, you next time and then it fell off the side <laughs> of the yeah. boat into the foggy <laughs> miasma below <laughs> I love that uh, the
3: I mean totally we all think this is happening especially with uncharted mm-hmm. floor being delayed and it just makes sense in the grand scheme of HD. Releases yeah. that this would exist. Uh, September 30th to me is a placeholder date because it's the last day of that fiscal quarter. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that's, that's how fiscal how quarters that work. So that's how things work. Um, but I totally expect E3 to roll around for us to hear about this, and maybe for it to have like it has multiplayer beta for uh, Uncharted 4.
2: That seems like a very safe bet.
3: Yeah. Um, which uh, one of the interesting things? This this ties into one of the emails we got. Uh, from uh Piers 3 from Connor Yes do you want to do you want to sure. read this one
2: Wow that's a cool word i cannot pronounce Alright, he said, Connor said, hey everyone, my PS3's hard drive was murdered a few months ago. Makes ghost noise. (laughs) Um, That's actually not what the hard drive will do if it dies. It was... Um, But after buying a PS4, loving it so far, I can't help but feel sad about my PS3's untimely death. I feel like I missed a lot last generation. Portal, Bioshock, Catherine, the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Do you feel my PS3 is worth repairing for some experiences to keep me going till the Phantom Pain and Uncharted 4, or does the promise of PlayStation Now seem to be all I need? Thanks for the help. Take care of yourselves, on, Connor is from Magherafelt, Magherafelt, Ireland. Ireland is so much more magical in America. What a cool we word. don't have words I like, like that. that. We just have like we
3: do in New England. Really,
2: like Housatonic. Ooh, that sounds nice. niantic, niantic? No,
3: those sound like like uh, like therapy baths you would go in. Yeah, we yeah. have Regina. You have you're from Regina. Regina. <laughs> Regi- <laughs> All
2: right then. Um, <laughs> somebody actually hit me up on Twitter the other day and was asking like he said that he has The Last of Us on PS3 but he also has a PS4 and he hasn't played Last of Us should he get the HD remaster and I told him that like I, I haven't touched the remaster is it
1: yeah I've played three Last of Us and I own the remaster and I haven't had like any energy to play the remaster at all yeah I mean- bought it cause I was like I'm I have a PS4 now. So, not I, I, haven't played I th- the expansions. I yeah. think it's
4: because you've played it already. That's, yeah, also, I, I felt I've the same way. Sc-
1: I'm very scared of everything. Oh, really? So I can't play Last of Us by myself. Why did you buy that game twice?
2: <laughs> did you do it on a dare?
1: <laughs> Was it a double dare? No, I, br- I had a breakup and now uh, I have
4: nobody because I'm all alone. So, so you part. got a free? You got you got a you got a breakup, but you also got a free game.
1: Um, no, nope, I paid up. for both games. <laughs> okay, this is just
3: getting worse. <laughs> this is the last of us of story. Yeah, wow. an international
1: businesswoman. Salt so <laughs> in the wound.
3: Wow. Um, did you say you, Excellent didn't, work. you didn't play the DLC? You I haven't played the DLC, line? so that's okay. like why
1: I bought it. Yeah. And hmm. it also came with my PS4. I was like, pick this package with mm, a totally. racing game, which yeah. I'm a bad driver. Yeah. And I already have to deal with that enough on so, a daily so, basis. Yeah, I,
2: Bad driving or... The end of the world. Yeah. The scary spookies.
1: Spooky yeah, basement I can't, dwellers. I can't d- I got spooked by the good wife the other day. So That's um not a spooky and I hid show. under my desk. So That's, that is I would my life.
4: I would say if you have a working PS3 and a working copy of The Last of Us, play it like to me uh the the remaster was beautiful it's sixty frames per second the some of the texture work in that game is just like it's jaw dropping but for someone who had played it already, it didn't feel like it it didn't reinvent the wheel or anything mm-hmm. like that um There are still a couple parts in that game that felt a little like you know I was moving a character model around. A, a backlot set because mm-hmm. that's kind of the way the game was designed, which is fine. But if you have access to that game and you want to save sixty bucks, play it on PS3. It's it's phenomenal on PS3. Oh yeah, that's and still... I think the DLC is only a couple bucks more
2: than that. It's great. Mm. Like if yeah. you know. So yeah, back to Connor's question though. Um, I have I think there's that there's that inherent sort of almost it's not buyer's remorse. It's like buyer's beware or something where you don't want to buy something if it's just gonna if it's just going to get re-released, you know? Yeah, I, like, I feel like Mass Effect coming out, there's a new Mass Effect in the works that's probably not coming out this year. It's probably maybe coming out next year, but I feel like we're probably going to see an HD version of that because... Yeah. yeah,
3: so that's that's where I'm at now with Mass Effect. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. I, I haven't played any of the Mass Effect games, and I, I want to. I feel like I'm going to get fired if I don't, but I'm... Weary of starting them on like a PS3 or a 360 yeah, because I know totally. this is gonna be out and probably be a little bit better on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, and I feel like, like I should just wait till then. Give you that
2: pile of extra costumes and yeah DLC stuff. I've actually and...
4: I've had the same sort of hankering about Uncharted about wanting to replay them just mm-hmm. because it's been we've been reading about it's and seeing. And it's yeah. been so many years since Uncharted One. It's been, and, 2. It, and it's actually it's I mean I never played three. Yeah, so, it's been yeah. a long time even since three. It's been what like four, four years. years or 2011. Yeah. 2011. You, like yeah. I
1: tried to play through the Uncharted series when 3 came out Mm -hmm. and uh it was really hard. Yeah, how um, come I to? Because I played it right after Last of Us. Oh it yeah, yeah. It is ugly. Yeah, comparison. So Uncharted
3: One. <laughs> so like, I'm excited
1: about this remaster. Yeah,
3: Uncharted One at the time was super gorgeous, but <laughs> yeah. going back to play it, you're like, oh man, this was. It was hard. It's super hard, and they were just getting their footing on, uh, sort of on working on the the PS3. Yeah, which is what a lot of those early, you know, first two or three years of games were.
4: Yeah, it's, it's the weakest bunch of the three, and it's got a lot of those sort of like kind of canyon set pieces where you run and you just have to kill 50 dudes and then they yeah. leave and it's also sort of like in s- it, geographically it's kind of the most straightforward of the games like yeah. a lot of them bring you all over the world and this that one, game is mostly like just jungles, jungles and stuff temples and a yeah. couple caves and mm-hmm. stuff um but i still think it's interesting i still think it holds up to some degree but i i like i look at this story and i'm like you know if this does happen these guys leaked the product listing or whatever which happens all the time mm-hmm. uh I, is this going to be just an hd port or is it going to be like a remake? like are they going to remake the game like yeah. the, they did with the last of us because one you know one just being kind of slightly up is is way different to me than like they went in and they did all the texture work over like totally. if they made a jungle look as lush as it does in uncharted 4 yeah then like yeah i'm all in playing these games totally
2: well given how given how finicky the ps3 was with the cell processor and all that. Yeah. And I know that, Um, I think it was um, Neil Druckmann was saying that they thought that, they thought that porting over Last of Us was going to be way simpler than it was. And they kind of, I think that they, they did that partially to kind of get a feel for like what yeah. they were getting in oh, for. Oh, totally. With, with yeah, Uncharted yeah. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that, um, I imagine that, you know, they probably have to do a certain amount of rebuilding. Yeah. Just to to get into the hood with, yeah. with to get, you know, get something like Unch- Uncharted 1 running on there when it's like, it's a different it's a different animal, you know? Yeah.
3: But to yeah, to look at what Connor's question is. I mean, a PS3, you could probably get a used one now for 100 bucks.
1: You can buy yeah. mine.
3: You can buy you can buy Edens for, for... Email
1: me at Eden at <laughs>
3: dogs.com. <can> <laughs> yeah, dogs.com. How and did for... you
4: get that? I've been trying to get a dogs.com email address for a <laughs> decade. All the bread. I feel
1: like that's one of those I ones I got you hook up brand.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. That seems like one of the ones that would have like it'd be like get well, your get your name at your favorite thing.com. Yep. I had like god what did i had i had i had one of those like one of those dash something yep i think i had max like, at the dumpster something <laughs> at insecure.net or something
4: <laughs> yeah yeah um, uh, check me out at brian at pizza
3: slash delicious brian yeah. at speaking <laughs> um, um,
2: <laughs> bioshock yes, is, but- is one that i think that like conceptually artistically like uh technically speaking like the, the everything it's you know it's an unreal game mm-hmm. but it like it People are constantly like porting that into the Crytek or you know CryEngine or Unity, yeah. or whatever, making it look gorgeous. Uh, a lot of stuff about that game ages really well. The art direction, for instance. Yeah. Yep. I Unless think you're playing
4: it on a phone.
2: <laughs> sure. There or you In go.
1: the 1950s. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. A phonograph.
2: The the controls are like they the fact that you you have to like click in on the stick to to zoom. Like it's not. It was when we were still sort of kind of like ironing out the details of yep. making a shooter function normally on a. On a, on a console yeah, controller.
3: Totally. Um, yeah, this is, these, I, don't, I don't see some of these games being ported. I don't think Portal's going to be ported. I don't think Catherine's no. going to be ported. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I would say, yeah, it's going to be a relatively uh, – I mean, I want to say it's going to be slow next couple months for PS4. But, I mean, we have Mortal Kombat and Witcher and Batman mm-hmm. and Phantom Pain. But, I mean, if you can find one on the cheap, like games like Catherine and Portal and the original Bioshock are still definitely worth going through. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, – and we're, we're totally
4: guilty of it. But there's a lot of s- sort of like pressure and guilt that mm-hmm. comes from uh, – neck. Being a next gen console owner, mm-hmm. of sort of being like, oh, you don't have that yet. You're, you're in the past. You're stuck. You're playing old games and stuff totally. like that. But there are so many good games on the PS3. Yeah. So absolutely. many good games. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's I, like, it's not that library hasn't even come close to, or the PS4 library hasn't come close to matching that yet. No. It'll be a long time before that happens. Probably. So, you know, if you have to stick with one for now,
2: enjoy it. There's so many games that to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's an email. Hey, this email. is from John in Brooklyn, New York. You might have heard of the place. Speaking of Italy, yeah, um, a lot that? of people left Italy to go to Brooklyn, New <laughs> it's, York. Um, it's north of um, the other. Cities. Uh, hey, Max, Marty, nope. probably Brian, who el- whoever else is probably in the room. That would be you, Eden. Uh, I've noticed the new podcast Beyond Crew seems to have a real handle on humor. Max loves the puns, as far as I can tell. Marty goes for the sarcasm, and Brian usually makes jokes that line up with just what I'm thinking. I love the new show. By the way, I find myself laughing out loud while listening. Why? Thank you. Thank sweet. you. Topic for discussion: What are your funniest game moments? Last funniest games of all time? Conker's Bad Fur Day immediately comes to mind for me. I remember some line about you should probably just kill yourself. Maybe simultaneously cringe and laugh nervously cheers john in brooklyn. That's a really good question. I feel like
4: a lot of the games that set out to be funny aren't as funny as the ones that aren't at all, but nope. just end up being funny. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that, I, I, when I think of the funniest games of all time, I, I usually think of Grand Theft Auto. And a lot of, some of that's in the writing, but I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about the scenes that are like very serious and there's a shootout and then a car comes down the street <laughs> and hits the main character. Yeah. And he's like spirals in the air like a ragdoll and lands <laughs> on a roof. Like, yeah. stuff like that is hilarious to me. I laugh so hard at that. Um, I think a lot of writing in games, like in, in games that are supposed to be funny, Usually, like, I actually didn't think that Conquer's Bad Fur Day was that hilarious. I thought it was funny because it was dark and it was on a Nintendo console and yeah. it was made by Rare who had made these cutesy collect-a-thon platformers for so long. Hop
2: hopped very well on the whole South Park guys that was big at the yeah. time.
4: Yeah. yeah. Of like something cute and adorable as cursing.
3: Well,
2: and it was
3: especially weird because it was this game that was originally announced as like, it was in the vein of Banjo-Kazooie. It was this yeah. cute game where you play this cute squirrel and you're running around the environment and then all of a sudden we saw it again and he's this alcoholic deposed king on a throne just drinking and yeah. talking about how he fought <laughs> this giant mound of literal feces and...
4: I thought that some of the like the the writing less, but the, the sort of a lot of the slapstick in it was just kind of funny enough that it was it was stupid that it worked. Like there's a part in that game where you have to get to get to the next platform, you have to jump on a sunflower's tits. <laughs> <laughs> and she like she just has and she's just like hey jump on my boobs and you jump on her boobs and you get to the next level and you're like okay great thanks and, like he got drunk in that game and just like walked around throwing up on things like that's kind of really nice there was these <laughs> dragons in there that were smoking weed I think and they, it's
3: <laughs> I great don't even know if you're making up <laughs> but
4: less so were like the parts where they parodied the Matrix or sure. Private or Ryan, Ryan. Or, like, yeah you know like. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think this question is interesting because uh, you sort of already nailed that there's two types of humor. Yeah, There's uh, mechanical humor, which I think is like Far Cry games handle super well. Like, if you play Far Cry 3 or Far Cry 4 and just go out to do something weird, you're going to have an amazing oh, time. Oh, dude.
4: Like, launching a grenade at a tiger and watching it, like, just fly. <laughs> for some reason, when things blow up and people just fly away, like, I laugh my ass off. Like, yeah. in Far Cry, when you throw a grenade at a tiger's feet when he's running at you, like, that's one of the first time we got a copy of that game early in the office. And Greg Miller and I went into a Let's Play Bay, and we went to this this thing on the map that said Tiger's Cave. And we're like, we got to go here. We went there, we landed our crappy prop helicopter there. We heard this growling noise, a tiger started coming running out of it. Greg threw a grenade, it landed at the tiger's feet, and the tiger did seventeen flips in the air, dead right towards our faces. And we ran out of the room screaming and laughing and being like, That's the best game ever made. It's awesome. (laughs) Like stuff like that is great. And it was less so much like, oh, AJ has a really funny joke in this upcoming cutscene. It was it was more just like, Hey, like we just blew up an eagle with (laughs) C four.
2: That's the thing that I, I think it's it's it, the weird thing about about comedy is that so much of it is like if you're if you're participating in it, it'll frequently be funny. And games you inherently have to kind of participate. Yeah. In yeah. But when they tr- sort of like the worst thing a, a game can do is uh, make fun of itself for having a mechanic. Excuse me. Oh my god! Write down the swear I said. I forgive you. You have to write it down. I'm writing it down. We can't we I'm can't talk it down. about exploding tigers and well, stuff? As long as this worked. isn't as bad um, as last week. Yeah, right. That was a nightmare. Oh, I'm sorry. um, That was awesome. (laughs) um, But it's like when when a game is like... Uh oh, another block puzzle. But then you have to do the block puzzle. Yeah, like The Last of Us that did it...
3: that. The Last of Us totally did that. You had to keep doing those stupid uh, teaching Ellie how to swim things, yeah. where you like, put her on a pallet and get her. And like that game to me is near perfect, but except for those moments. And those moments of having to like, and Ellie makes a joke at some point, like, "Man, I probably should just really learn how to swim." And it's like and Joel's yeah. like, "To be fair, we've had so much time <laughs> to do that, and you don't have to go to school anymore because <laughs> it's the apocalypse." And
4: also, what is your damn excuse? Just learn to swim. Yeah, And yeah. that's what I was. Thank you. No, yeah. totally
2: but it's worse when it's like when it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of like making yep. fun at it kind of thing yeah. um i can't even think of an example that's off the top of my head i so i love far cry blood dragon um i like it really stylistically that's a game that's i would say pretty funny um in that it bless you bless you <laughs> it goes uh it goes further with the like it 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 pushes the envelope further than i was expecting it to and also mm-hmm. the fact that they were just like Let's, like, make fun of our own game. But I still – I think I like Far Cry 3 better as, as a work of comedy because mm-hmm. it's so unintentional. Like, Far Cry 3, the – I mean, one of, the, one of the, the main guys on that went back and he's like, he's like yeah, this, all this is symbolic of this stuff. And this is the – you kill endangered animals because that's uh, – I don't know if you noticed that, but they're all endangered. And that it's a, it's a commentary on how mankind kills endangered animals. And it's like, I, why did I set the bear – why did I set a bear on fire? Like, why did you – why did that happen in this game? Like, what – like I covered an animal with bombs and it ran into a, a room and blew up, boys with. They're all, they're all in there and they're just hanging out. And, um, I mean, it's always it's always the weird little bits of broken stuff that make that funny to me. Like, so many games are B movies. Like, they're things yeah. that are meant to be kind of ridiculed, and you and you you have the luxury of doing that because the games are like the their games are beating you up. They're like they're weird. They're like if you could get bullied by uh, like a B movie. That's like funny Wait, game. Wait,
3: so to be let's let's circle back around. Now. Are we talking about uh, like B movies as in like the letter or B as in the B movie? Jerry Seinfeld's the B movie. Oh no, not the one about actual bees. So that okay. wasn't
2: that wasn't a good joke. <laughs> I thought oh. I like the idea that
3: games are all just the B movie. That that, that wh- joke why? was a block puzzle. Wow, what
2: that? <laughs> about people that what couldn't that swim. An awful thing. <laughs>
3: Damn Marty. it, Marty!
2: What a what a rotten joke to tell.
4: Well, one one block puzzle I always loved in video games wasn't one at all, but in the game Perfect Dark in in, in the Carrington Institute, which is basically you start in this like really for some reason this game it's it's supposed to be really serious, but it's so dumb, mm-hmm. it's so dumb. But I love it for that. But Joanna Dark is a secret agent, and she works in this place called Carrington Institute, which is like this super British. Uh, it's like a polygon facility yeah. that like only two people actually work at and in the basement is the shooting range but you can drag one of the floating crates down to the shooting range and use it to open up the keep the door open so the assistant woman in the, or person in the hallway I think it's a man stands in the hallway and he's by this laptop where he's just kind of like I'll load up any gun in the game and you can practice it on your range and you're like now nah, I'm gonna keep this door open and practice it on your face <laughs> so you can just shoot arrows at him and throw cover him in mines and he just stands so he's just this British polygon man and he's just like uh ah, and you just throw crap all over him, and detonate it and blow it up. But he never gets hurt. And I used to do that for hours, and that was the funniest thing in the yeah. world to me. But there's no one wrote that that's joke. That's unintentional in, humor, you know. Exactly. Like that's yeah. a glitch that makes yeah. the, that so, makes the game funnier. You never got into Metal Gear, right? Well, so I was actually I was going to bring up Metal Gear because one of my favorite things in that game that's really funny is when you're in a locker and there's porn everywhere. Like, that's just a joke someone threw in there, and you don't really – that's not something that, like, someone was like, oh, this is so funny. But, like, you're, when you're in there, you're like, there's eight dudes out there that want to kill me right now, and I'm looking at porn on the inside of a locker. This so hilarious. you got to realize
2: that that's probably my favorite thing about Metal Gear is, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff it's got going for it. Yeah. But that game is – those games are so wonderfully self-aware. Uh, if you – I think if you get in the locker and you, like – what is it? If you, like – if you you can, do, you can push a button where you like peek into the into the door when yeah. you zoom in and out, if you do that enough times to like the porno locker or something, like someone's gonna call you on the on the Kodak and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, we you're don't have gross. time for this. You're they have gross. nukes. Yeah. and in the first one, if you start like shooting ravens with a sniper rifle, like you just do it enough and you get a call. it will be like, "Snake, why are you killing birds? Why would you do that? It's really messed yeah. up." And you can like. You can call up your assistant who nearly like who nearly like saves your game, and if you call her up and you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" She's like, "Do you want to save your game, Snake?" And you're like, "Nah." And you call her back and you're like, "How's it going?" She's like, "Do you want to save now?" She's like, "No." You do it enough times and she'll just stop talking to you. Mm-hmm. And you call her up and she'll just be sticking her tongue out at you. And it's like the game <laughs> knows what you're doing, yep. and that's like that's my favorite thing. And so many games really kind of don't do that. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I was
3: thinking of in Snake Eater when you can, if you spin around in circles enough, you vomit. Yeah. And oh, but that's, that's a mechanic awesome. where if you, because you have to eat food to survive, yeah. you can eat certain things that are like rotten or poison and like you'll be totally messed up. But if you spin in a circle and vomit it out, you're fine. And I'm like, this is <sighs> the weirdest mechanic in a game.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all stuff like that that I love. But at the same time, even with the game knowing how you're playing in that sense, there's still that, you can still you can still screw with it. And some of the most fun I've had. Uh, in Metal Gear, is just messing with guards and just mm-hmm. like trying to break the AI and trying to like screw with them and like that's what I love about Far Cry Three so much is that like you can you can just you can you can torment that game, you can torture it like you're just screwing with hamsters in a maze or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna lure these guys over here and then just surprise them. And part of the, the humor to that to me is is like imagining if this were to happen in real life. Never mind the fact that it would be horribly like gruesome and, and messed up and just awful. Um, I just I love just imagining. You know, a game character as a real person who's just like that obnoxious. Yeah, it's basically jackass. Yeah. Um. That's, I, I
4: love that you bring that up because I do that a lot. I did that in Watch Dogs. I did it in uh, a lot of stealth games like Splinter Cell I'll do it where you just kind of run up and smack a dude in the back of the head and then run away like crazy like a little kid. Yeah. It's basically Ring and Run but in video games, mm-hmm. Ding Dong Ditch, where you're just like bong
3: and then he's like, who the hell
2: is that? And you run ring and, and, ring and Run was like, actually a, a name of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog early on. Yeah, that's that yeah, was uh, a hop run. and bop action <laughs> yeah. platformer.
3: So wait, you, you stopped the entire podcast because I made that B-movie joke and yet- I I don't, I, like I, don't run like, I don't like DreamWorks movies. I want them brought up on this show. <laughs> you would Jeffrey Katzenberg is that? No, a but I, lo- I love out. doing
4: that in serious games where they're like, "Oh, good, get out! You have to go out!" And you're like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm gonna go no. smack a, dude, a cop in the back of the head, and then he's gonna turn around and be like, hey! And I'm gonna just run. Yeah. And then for like ten minutes, they're running around looking for you, and you're yeah. just like standing next to a wall, but just they can't capers. see it.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite parts in, Un- in Uncharted Two is like there's this part where you gotta like they're being chased by this dumb tank through this whole city, and there's just like they're like, "Oh, you gotta help your injured friend. You gotta carry him along." And there's a, you get to this like stopping point, and it cracks me up so much. There's this there's this room where there's just a bunch of pots on the shelves, and it's like one of those kind of walk and talk <laughs> cutscenes where like you're still in the game, you can still control Nathan, <laughs> and everyone's just like, Nathan, this is really upsetting. That tank won't stop shooting us with its gun, and, and I'm just like. Really now, that's very serious. We should probably we should probably do something about it, but I'm like walking into the wall and knocking <laughs> off all these jars and there's just bo- pots breaking. Pots breaking in a game. Just imagining somebody breaking a But like someone You gotta a play jar. more bloodborne, yeah, man. There's of all, all sorts summer, of I was the when I played it, I was somersaulting all over the place. I it's great. Like, Can you imagine how much that would hurt in real Like you go to a you go to a, <laughs> a garden supply store and like you touch an earthenware pot, it hurts. Like if you if you were to hurt like yep. to punch that, it would hurt. To somersault into that wearing a wacky <laughs> feather cape like a big bird man a dumb cowboy hat. I love that. Like a goth a goth cowboy man with a No that's a, that's a one
4: of, I I love. This is what I'm saying, man. This is like really the crux of all this is that it's less so like the we wrote jokes into the script, and it's more our game's so serious, but you can interact during the cutscenes and just start jumping on the guy's head and stuff like that. I <laughs> yeah. love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, that's that's totally breaking the fourth wall when he's like, seven
3: years ago, I knew I had a menu, and you're like,
4: and just yeah. jumping around in the background.
3: I love that stuff. That's yeah, some more cool games long. are able to accomplish that. Like, it is few and far between that a game is actually written well yep. enough to make me laugh. Like, tip, like Double Find games are there. Like, Tim yep. Schafer is obviously yep. one of those guys. But uh, yeah, Few and Far Between is a game that actually sets out, tells a joke, and makes me laugh.
4: Yeah, I know. Like, so there's a lot of the Paper Mario games have really mm-hmm. good writing, yeah. like a, especially the ones that break the fourth wall and yeah, make fun kind of the trolls hole. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, they're really good. Um, but I, I love playing like Call of Duty games where they're like, "Come on, we have gotta go," and you don't. <laughs> like anytime there's a game like that, we're like, "Come on, go, go, go!" And, and you either go the wrong way or you just stand there. You go, shoot a, uh, you go shoot like a watermelon for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then like there's a guy standing next to you and he's just a soldier and he's just like, "We gotta go." <laughs> Come on, man! Let's move, maggot. We gotta get. Let's potus. move, maggot. We gotta go. Come on, man! Let's move, maggot. And you're like, nah. I'm gonna hang out and stare at this tree. And he's like, ah, god damn it. <laughs> And the music's like this epic music, like dun, dun 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 dun. And you're like, nah. I'm not gonna move. I'm gonna run the clock on this. Yeah. The only
1: time I broke out laughing playing a video game was after I was like super depressed and just drunk and playing Sims for like 48 hours. Oh,
2: Sims is good for this. Well, that's yeah. a, that's a so special kind I of had, depression. Like, I had
1: like a, oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, I had this Sim character that I had actually played with for about 48 hours, yep. and they went walking downtown to go pick up some cooking books, and they got Cook hit bu- by an <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then I hadn't saved at all.
3: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> they are just dead.
3: Wait, is that a thing in The Sims? You can get- yes. I haven't played The Sims since the original Sims. I don't remember being able to get hit by asteroids. That's really... Wow. Man. <laughs> I and you're in that it. state. You're just what like
4: well,
1: this is a cosmic
2: <laughs> insult to like, your injury. Yeah.
1: and that got me out of my depression. It was great. Also, because you you were like really, at least I've sure. never been hit by I could get
2: killed by an asteroid at any minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had exactly. A, I had a Thanksgiving that was it. I was at uh, some friend's house, and it was it was a, a girl I had a crush on and uh, her friend, and like my like my mom and I went over there, and we had dinner with her parents, and everything it was all very nice. And we were like afterwards, we're all just like the adults are all hanging out in the grown up room doing adult Thanksgiving stuff, and we're all in like her room, we're playing the, the Sims together. And she and her friend are like, we're going to play The Sims like you're supposed to. And like have a nice little family. And then something happened. Like somebody was leaving or something. And so they got up to leave. And I was like, I'm taking off pretty soon. I know how I'm going to handle this. And I just went in and I was like, you know what you need in your living room is 100 hundred rugs. And then a nice model rocket kit. And some fireplaces. Yep. And then I was like, this, this swimming pool is pretty great. But I think that ladder makes it a little bit garish. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like. Like, they came back in. They're like, oh, are you taking off? I'm like, yeah, it's time to go. Happy Thanksgiving. It was great. And they look over, and there's some Sims are all dead. I was like, <laughs> we'll <I'll> see it. <laughs> I'm out of here. There was
1: an Kills actual. Kills your fake family. <laughs> I was, when I was. 16 I was dating somebody and I've kept every single notebook I've ever kept and there's a lot of them and I was going through them the other day and there's this picture that he drew of him and like Eden let's cuddle and me with a lot of acne on my face for some reason <laughs> he drew that? yes that's weird that was really nice of him eh? and he's like no I'm playing the Sims no <laughs> cuddling
3: Yeah. no that was
1: basically my life
4: Yeah. That's that which, is a weird comic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, is, is, weird, comic
1: that comic. is an independent we, comic we broke
3: up <laughs> that is like ghost yeah. world
2: yeah
1: And now I'm comically Um, single. All right, then. Okay, All right. fine
2: (laughs) Way to bring it there, Eden Excuse me just one moment while we take a brief word from our sponsor Whether you guys are trying to create a blog, website or an online store, Squarespace is the easiest solution with an easy to use interface, gorgeous templates and handy 24-7 customer service from actual human beings Squarespace is the smartest and simplest way to stake your claim to your own little corner of the internet. Are you trying to break into the games industry? Because Squarespace can be used to make a great looking portfolio, whether you're an aspiring developer or member of the media Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial Today and use the offer code IGN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Squarespace, build it beautiful. <laughs> um, so here's a, here's one. Um, again, what are we talking about? What do we talk about on the show? Well, so we got um, questions. This is your show till right, this week right. it's not
3: the new show this week.
2: Hi, Max, Marty, and the rest of the Beyond crew. I was happy to hear Max bring up the Axiom Verge soundtrack a few weeks ago. Nope. Uh, that, <laughs> that was, was me.
3: Yeah, that was You Brian. guys sound like. Do we? No. Nope. Yeah, you guys both sound like uh, Angry Ones. Because I- uh, Max and
4: I's other podcasters, there's somebody that sounds exactly like Max. His name's Scott Bromley, and they legitimately sound like each other. I don't sound anything like Max.
2: I think I'm a changeling. Are, is that what you are? No, I'm a chameleon.
3: But you come couldn't come tell come I shifted come it come right come in come front
1: chameleon. of you. <laughs> I'm a um, professional singer. <laughs>
3: What are, what's what's the rest of this about?
2: Yeah. Anyway, what are your favorite video game soundtracks? I'll go for the easy answer and the most likely answer: Marty's Journey. The music is amazing, composition by Austin Wintry, Grammy nominated, because that means things. They give mm-hmm. That's an award. they give awards to Fergie. Uh, that is amazing to... as a standalone composition, but the way it blends with the movements and environments in game makes it my number one choice. Thanks for your time and keep up the good work, Todd Christensen.
3: Um, yeah, Journey is super yeah. up there for me yeah. in terms uh, that soundtrack, like. That makes the – it's one of the rare games that uh, if you play uh, on silent or if you play on mute or if you play well listening to something else, you are missing out Yeah, mm-hmm. on some of the emotional payoff of the game. Let, um, me, let me ask the room a question. How often
4: do you guys listen to video game soundtracks? outside of the video games that they're in while you're playing pretty them. often do you yeah mm-hmm. which I ones got, do you listen I'm to i'm building
2: a pretty good like vinyl collection here i got um gta soundtrack okay fantastic like, well that's I, have, I mean that's licensed no, like music score, the oh the score, score. Like the, the, okay um, there we go yeah the tangerine dream and the alchemist and all yep. that um incredible mm-hmm. incredible score um i think it's the only soundtrack i have on my phone actually uh hotline miami yeah yep, that one's incredible lovely yep. um blood dragon yeah sure that was that's the, the the key thing there is that all those soundtracks are made by um regular musicians mm-hmm. not to say that gay musicians aren't musicians but i think that it's it, did
1: you it, say
2: gay musicians aren't real musicians game game i
1: heard exclusive
2: i work for a video gay website yeah um yeah no but it's not to say that there's you know that they're that they're less credible but i think that Musicians who are usually working without the confines of this has to be in this level where you're blowing up oil drums or whatever. Yeah. Like they're uh, not thinking within those.
3: Yeah, The Last of Us. Yeah. That was uh, the guy who did the score for like Sin Nombre and, mm-hmm. and all these amazing movies. Last of Us has an excellent score. Yeah, mm-hmm. that whole like that super barren sparse yes. guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Katamari Damasi Demar- uh, soundtrack is incredible. The Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future soundtracks are both awesome. Uh, Yeah, a a
4: lot of video game soundtracks don't, or at least modern ones even more, don't really work too much outside of the confines of the game because the way video game soundtracks are designed, they have to sort of inherently ramp up with the player movements, Mm -hmm. which means they're designed in chunks. Like we did a uh, Goldfarb, Andrew Goldfarb, who went on to work for borderlands uh did an awesome interview about borderlands a couple years ago with uh one of their musical directors who basically talked about how uh film video game soundtracks how have to basically count for the times in the game where there's idiots like me who are like i'm not going to go yet i'm going to stay so you can't just have this music keep ramping up Mm -hmm. if a character doesn't move so they have to be sort of built in chunks so it's like this is how intense this scene is, but when I cross this imaginary threshold in the game, like more of the symphony sort of builds up. Yeah, it, and yeah. all of a sudden it starts oh, getting bigger and more within a bastion. giant synthesizer. Right? Yeah, 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 it's very interesting like that. So a lot of it to me, it's hard for me to listen to. Like like Nintendo sent me the uh, Smash Brothers soundtrack, and I put it on while I was cooking dinner the other night, and I'm like, this doesn't work. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't function. I'm not beating up anybody in a frantic fighting yeah. game to this music, right? Yeah. Did it's, you
1: try tenderizing meat while listening to this? That would have been that, that would have great. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, I'm just throwing dun,
4: dun, eggs <laughs> all over my apartment. Uh, yeah, so a lot of that stuff's interesting, and I, like I know that I've tried to like I know the Final Fantasy stuff. It like when I was in college, I tried like studying to it because mm-hmm. it's that's that's a little more palatable because it's kind of like it's orchestral and yeah. it's it's instrumental. Uh, but not all of it really works. I would say most, to me personally, most video game soundtracks do not work outside of the video game that you're playing them in.
3: Yeah. I I, uh, I, I agree mostly with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I still, uh, a couple of the things I write to are uh, Jim Guthrie's Super Brothers, Sword and Sorcery soundtrack. That was so good. Which is f- still absolutely phenomenal. I like yeah. uh, Darren Korb's uh, Bastion and Transistor soundtracks. Mm-hmm. These are games that really put music first. Like the Proteus soundtrack is really good, the Hokum pro- soundtrack. Does that really, does, okay, it's, wait, hold on, hold
2: on. Proteus, that's a totally. That game is a soundtrack. Yeah, but the yeah, whole thing is that, that game is is the sounds you hear are in relation to the things, things around you. Yeah, like your a tree will make a noise and then it'll loop that noise. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't count as a soundtrack. That's like the game but itself that is that sort of no, that totally counts. Right, right. But you can't. How do you put that on a record if everything's a procedurally generated forest where the woodland animals make different noises? I uh, I have a
3: uh, stay
1: tuned for the next Eden the cat album. Uh, yeah,
3: <laughs> I have a neck I have a small uh, a child that I've paid to play the game next to me when I want to listen to it. And so the child follows me around, and I li- have headphones in his video game. Wow. And that's how I listen to it.
1: That so is weird. how the Big Brother program works. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how IGN works. Yeah. That's how, see, I'm doing something good for the for the youths. Huh. Sound Shapes also had a really good soundtrack. Sound Shapes? Well, oh, again, yeah.
2: that's, a, that's a synthesizer. Stop
1: rock compartmentalizing
2: band? me. I don't know. Mario Paint had a good soundtrack. Rock, did you Hero? say Rock Band? <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: DJ enough,
2: I was So I got the Hotline Miami soundtrack, which I was really excited about, and I was expecting... Um, I was expecting it to be, like, uh, way too intense for doing stuff. Um, Like, I'll put it on. I mean, I got it on on physical records because I'm an ironic ass like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, here's a downloadable game that I only got on vinyl. Uh, But I put put it on, and I'm like, I'm going to go do some stuff around the house. Like, I'm going to clean my house. I'm going to have, like, a big cup of coffee and, like, mop the floor. And this music about killing people with a mop is going to help me do that. Um, Put it on, it's, like, surprisingly laid back. Mm-hmm. like the uh, Brian you were saying that like having to repeat the same area over and over again like it kind of will it'll beat the life out of a track like you get it tired really does it at yeah a point yeah weirdly enough putting it, the, doing the opposite and putting it on by itself and just letting it letting it sit um maybe it's just the pacing of the game or something but like yeah it's those those a lot of those tracks are like pretty chill on their own
4: i think that's really fascinating because that actually makes that sort of makes the standalone product almost better than the actual game because mm-hmm. unless you're a plus perfect at that game which i don't think anybody is on on their first few goes at it Mm -hmm. um but there were there were songs in that game that i was like the first two times i heard them i'm like this is one of the most just like dope pumping electro joints i've ever heard in my entire life and 45 minutes later i was like i never want to hear this again because i every time it hits that one beat a cop shoots me in the face and that's what i i identify with it Mm -hmm. so i feel like listening to that album outside of the Confines of the game is probably really awesome, which I can't do unless I buy it on physical media because uh, you can't just go on iTunes and buy the Hotline Miami soundtrack because mm, they're foolish. so cool. They hate
2: money. There's a there's a, f- a fake Hotline Miami soundtrack on that iTunes, I did right? buy. Yeah, that yeah. that sucked. You were <laughs> tricked.
4: I was tricked. That's yeah, a, that's annoying. Don't buy whatever Hotline Miami soundtrack is on iTunes. Yeah, that's Gloria
2: Estefan as a rip a ripoff. She's art. a charlatan. <laughs> yeah, she should um, know better by now. Eden, what about you? You're you are a musician, so you and a, and a programmer, so like you. What's your take on music and games?
1: Um, so I hardly pay attention most of the time. Really? Um, well, I do, but it's more like I'm experiencing it, and then I just, when I'm done the game, I don't really think about it. I never would listen to game soundtracks. One thing I did really like was, I think it was Team Teamwork made Ocarina of Rhyme. Oh, yeah. 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 That was amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. and I still listen to that constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Have you heard Chrono Jiga? No. That is real.
2: It's that's really real it's Have We heard uh um don't. Goldenfly. That's a double. Is that real actually? Yeah, <laughs> Goldenfly oh. is great. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, was just, okay. yeah. I was wondering which of you is gonna be the first one uh, to lie. There's yeah. Vinyl Fantasy seven. <laughs> no, you made that one up. <laughs> no, that's a real one. That one's good.
1: So I um. don't buy vinyl ever, because it's rude to the planet. <laughs> that's actually not wise because <laughs> I. <laughs> I <laughs> it's, it's
3: rude to Etra, the goddess mm-hmm. of life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I it's kind of weird because I've been kind of working on hopefully doing more music for video games. Don't know anything about music and video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe you um, should
3: listen to it.
2: Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe,
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe you should I should, it should way, just you have know?
1: a fresh take.
2: That's true. Yeah, I don't like, think those Tangerine Dream guys know much about games, but they made, they made some awesome, awesome music for GTA. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
4: I, uh, I have a song in a game called Zeo Drifter, mm-hmm. and it plays when you beat the game, and I was going to do that anyway. 'Cause it's like a quirky little Metroidvania game. I think it's coming it's probably coming to a PlayStation platform soon. But when I finished the game and my song started playing, I was like, damn, that is an awesome feeling. Yeah, like yeah. that's so that I, was just a weird I've never had anything that that happened to me before. I recently
1: did the the song for the Paradise Never game trailer. Oh cool. And that was a yeah. pretty cool feeling.
4: Yeah, it's know. it's nuts, right? Yeah. So that's interesting though that you'll you'll play games but kind of See, the music is secondary. It's not something you're it's, actively it's noticing. It's not that
1: it's secondary. It's part of the environment. It's not like I go and actively seek out the trees from Far Cry. Right. In the
4: real world. Right. I, no, because that's, like, that's kind of how
2: I feel. I feel You'd like... you have I, to go all the way to the South Pacific to find them. That would be expensive. Very exotic <laughs> trees. Some of them can be found at your local gardening stores, but they're very small there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just, um like, there's... I rarely could tell you what the songs sounded like in a game. The one, only one is probably like Binding of Isaac because I've died so many times. in that game. Right. I actually don't get annoyed with that song. I like that song that they mm-hmm. play over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's how it's I feel just... about Bubble
2: Bobble. You know what's if a good there's song? There's one song in that game. The, the death song from Uncharted 2 that's just like one guy just like freaking out on a Vuvuzela. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>! No!
1: No! <laughs> Are you a cat in heat?
2: <laughs> uh, no, but they, they got a they got a cat in heat and hooked it up to a trumpet to make the death noise. Yeah, I can.
1: And then put it like in front of a theremin. <laughs> that's one
2: of the funny, that's one of the funniest noises in video game. <laughs> More games need theremins. Um, yeah, I I love um, so I love listening to old game soundtracks and I I don't know How much old? about music like a hundred no like the soundtrack I like- to hula hoop. <laughs> like I mean, you, like Super you, Metroid. Are you bumping? You're
4: bumping like NES songs in, in the. Whip. I listen.
2: I frequently get in the, the urge to listen to. That's a car. The uh, like Super Metroid soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. Star Fox. Never heard that? Um The Doctor Robotnik <laughs> Mean Bean Machines first level has <laughs> awesome sound. <to> it. <laughs>
3: I don't know why I'm surprised, but I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Damon Hatfield and I
4: talked about doing a a remix project back in the day that was basically just remixes of old old 8 bit games. Well. And calling it calling the album Double Dragon. <laughs>
1: okay. Mm-hmm. When so, I was uh, little, so I, at the first like songs that I wrote lyrics to, I would sing along to the Mario <laughs> soundtrack. <yep.
2: laughs> um Yeah, I just I the things I I like, I'll I'll hear like I listen to also a lot of eighties music. I listen to a lot of music that was and like seventies funk and stuff. It's stuff that was popular when theoretically these soundtracks are being written. Yeah. And I'll hear I'll hear like Similar, similar hooks or, like, stuff that were, and it, I can't tell if it's just because I it's just associating sounds or whatever, or if it was, in fact, something that influenced something else, but, like, there are uh, bits and pieces of, like, of, um, you know, Super NES or, uh, you know, Super NES soundtracks that, like, that sound a lot like like new wave hooks and like oh, you know, totally. stuff like Marauder and Blondie and like. Well, you know, a lot of them were probably
3: and... directly lifted. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like one hundred percent. I mean, there's like the the Earthbound soundtrack. Uh, people have uh, removed parts of it and they completely steal Beatles songs. Yep, yeah, yep. I mean, they were stealing covers back then. But if you
4: look at the cover of Contra, oh, yeah. it was basically just. But it's predator. <laughs> it's yeah. kind
2: of funny because it's it's like sort of an outsider perspective too, because like you'll have like a Super Metroid level that's about weird frog funguses that are attacking Samus or whatever, but it sounds like the beginning of uh, Talking Heads burning down the house. Yeah, and it's like you could not have a further stretch from like somebody who's working on, you know, Super Metroid in like the early '90s to what David Byrne was doing in New York in the '80s. Like yeah. it's just a different, you know. So it's kind of kind of repurposing it more than yeah. Anything. It's almost yeah. like this kind of. Just, it's a transformative process. So, yeah, I don't totally.
3: know. I've always had this idea for, I'm not a musician, I don't understand how music works, but I think it'd be cool in a game, uh, like these open world games that have like a morality system where you're really sort of forging your own path, uh, that never seems to uh, uh, speak with the music. Mm. And so I always thought of this oh, wow. game of something like a, a Fable game or like a, uh, an Elder Scrolls game where the decisions you make along the game impact sort of what your theme is. And so that by the end of the game, my character's theme. Can be way different than one of your themes, so because you, I am just this awful human being, and so I have this sort of thunderous, evil, like huh. Vader esque theme. Yeah, so whereas, I,
2: I like the idea that it's just full on, like butt rock. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, like out. if you're
3: angry and brooding, you're just throwing your pillow at, you at the
4: door, and you're like, I hate you, Dad. And you're it's listening just taking back Sunday. Hey, yeah,
2: here comes the bad girl
3: I'm crawling in my skin. I oh, mean, I would love that if at the end of the game it just paired you up with a song. <laughs> yeah. Like this is how you, this is how you played you're uh, so GTA evil Five. That
2: all the, the only song that's playing is Nickel animals yeah <laughs> it's a song about banging underage girls in a car and if train you track. if you're Canada, nice it's just
1: Canada.
4: If, if you're nice it's just pharrell's happy for 15
2: yeah. days straight <laughs> What's the message of this game? everything's everything's this great. screwed up and it's wrong yep it's yep. a bad place it's good we've
3: we've we've hit our hour mark almost oh wow how about that um do you have to run yet yeah, I do. Okay, so do we want to should we should we close it out and let Brian do his his pick for the central 50? Yeah, when We have some sure. good questions. We'll save them for next week. No, those... we want to get through a question real quick. We can do it. Do you want to um, do one more?
2: Here's a here's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so this one is more. This question. From Jose Nuñez. He says he's in the Facebook group. He says what would you want to see the future Vita be? What would you want it to do? Uh, I want it to
4: exist first and <sighs> foremost. Like I I'm sort of worried about them ever making another handheld again. Mm-hmm. I think like they So I think the PSP and the Vita both sold enough to be considered successes to mm-hmm. some degree, right? Um, the Vita probably less so for a number of reasons. but i would i'm i've I've been a big handheld gamer since they started. like this, I mean, before, before the before the GB the, the Game Boy, I had uh, Tiger Electronic handheld systems. I had uh, Game and watches that like my grandmother would go to like the the Woolworths in New York City and be like, "I got you a Donkey Kong," and just hand me this thing and I'd be like, "What's this?" and open it, it looked like a little purse and I'd open it up and it'd be like, "Holy crap! There's two TVs in here that play one thing." Um, I've o- I've always loved the notion of handheld gaming. Obviously, mobile gaming's put a major dent in that, but mm-hmm. I, st- I think there's still there's still a fight left in in that dog, and I want to see – I would love to see a successor to the Vita. I think that they need to get – I like I've always said, they need to get away from that open-face sandwich design and go with cl- something clamshell. Like that is inc- – huh. I think that's incredibly important. I yeah. think it's something that sort of divides – it makes – what I love about the Vita is that it's like this amazing well designed system, but it's it totally feels like something for grown ups. Yeah. And yeah. that's not how you sell millions of units. Like you go the Nintendo route, you make something clamshell, you make it a little cheaper cheaper, easier to produce, something a kid can throw into the backseat of a car or into his book bag and go to school. Yeah. Whereas the Vita and the PSP, they always required like a purse, a satchel, yeah. some sort of carrying
2: case. Um, you're always worried about scratching up the case, totally or, your, backpack yeah, the, or they, your luggage.
4: Because it's, the screen is so front and center and yeah. it's a gorgeous screen. You never want anything bad to happen yeah, to yeah. it. if you're
2: going to be throwing that much money at a, at a screened product that's shiny like that, you're going to get yeah. an iPhone. You
4: know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like I, if, if they – both if you're sir, If you're, yep. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're rootsy, if if they're going to do a successor, I'd like to see it be clamshell. I know a lot of people are probably mad at that because they want this like really boutique, amazing-looking thing. But I think you can do both. I think mm-hmm. there's a way to make it so it feels compact and it feels contained and it feels safe but it also uh, doesn't lose the fact that the Vita is a gorgeous piece of machinery.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't entirely agree with the uh, clamshell thing. That's fine. I still think the original Vita – I I, I think the Vita, I like how it feels better than the 3DS. uh, Just in terms of – I mean, like you said, it feels like a a piece of electronic hardware as opposed to a toy. Yeah. Which isn't pejorative or anything uh, for either of them, but I just like the way the Vita feels. I think the one thing going forward is it needs – Internal memory and it needs enough of it to where I don't have to worry about filling up my dumb yeah, card. I don't yeah. have to worry about buying this seventy-five dollar, you know, memory card. And that, it's got to be some sort of standard memory system, right? Totally, Nothing like this—this yeah. this
4: proprietary ninety-five
3: dollar mm-hmm. for six gigs garbage yeah, that
4: yeah. they've been Absolutely trying to hustle know. the last few years. Where I read stories about price drops, and it's like sixty-four gig is is now down to sixty-five dollars. Like that's not a deal. Mm-hmm. You're like that's like give us something that we can work with. Yeah. You know? you can get an SD card for your three DS for for you know fifteen dollars. Like, yeah. Bring it down to that. Yeah,
3: um, I mean, I love specific decisions. I love cross-buy and cross-save. Yeah. I think it's awesome, especially for indie games. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to play Hotline Miami on everything or Spelunky
2: on everything. I don't or Real yeah, Real I think Legacy we've seen th- the beginning of the Vita and the PS4 playing together yet. Yeah, like we sort of like I think that PlayStation Now or is it PlayStation Now? Is it yeah, play, play Live? What? No, now, yeah, Play Now Live. PlayStation Now. I don't think we've seen the beginning of that like working. They're still kind of trickling that out in mm-hmm. beta. Mm-hmm. It's not really there yet, but. I mean, once we get like, once we start getting like, you know, you could play Uncharted Three on your handheld on the toilet, you know. Like, yeah. it's just make that work, and we got something. Which know? I feel like I really we're... need
1: it to be waterproof because I only play my Vita in the bathtub. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wow,
2: that's yeah. That's... Get a nice uh, get a nice Ziploc bag. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's who, who was it? It was it was um, I think it was Ben Kachera at Polygon who, tweeted the the. The weirdest, like the weirdest pro tip. He's like, "Hey, everybody! If anybody else has a seven-inch Kindle Fire or whatever, I'll have you know that they're exactly the same size as it was like a diaper disposal bag, or it was some kind of, it was something, it was like, it was a really specific uh, electronic device, and then a really extremely (laughs) specific kind of embarrassing type of plastic bag." And he's like, "They're just the same size. If you like to, you know." do stuff in the bath it's, just, it's <laughs> so weird
1: damn it Ben <laughs> I have like a desk set up by my bathtub and since I work from home sometimes I program from the bathtub okay I, sure. so, so, um, <laughs> I don't know oh, what that reference is got it strapped to is. the radiator or something did you really not know what that for your Royal bomb reference was no I didn't oh, oh boy
4: wow you work from home you need to put on some movies in the background <laughs>
3: Canada doesn't have those films yet. Um, oh, I do. I do want to.
1: Die Hard today for the first time. I know. Are you, you watching it for the first yeah. time yes. too? Is, you is and it Brian is die Albert? Hard spooky.
3: Die Hard is not spooky. Spooky. Yeah, she's very worried that Die Hard is scary. I mean, it's tense at at moments. I wouldn't say it's it's scary though. It's not spooky. No, it's. it's I mean, it, that being said, it's scarier than The Good Wife. So I mean, if,
4: it's it's sort of scary in that uh, a man is tricked into thinking he's going to a vacation Christmas party, but he's really not. <laughs> going to fight bad
2: guys. It's probably scary that
1: for the bad is guys because every Christmas party for me.
2: Yep. he dies hard. He doesn't die because it's too difficult for him to
3: yep. do it. Yeah, to die softly. All right, we, we Great. there's that. I could
4: go on on the Vita thing forever. Yeah. yeah.
2: On that note, I think we're going to go over the uh, the ga- the new games of the week because we don't have any news. The new there's, ghost. There's the news ghost. Yep. News games ghosts. Um, yeah. Here's what's coming out: Best of Arcade Games Deluxe Edition. Brick Breaker, Tetraminos, Bubble Buster, and Air Hockey. Rediscover four timeless classics. Next, Bloxec for the PS Vita, Dope. digital. These are all weird names. Is Viva
1: Piñata coming to PlayStation yet? <laughs>
2: no. I wish, but no. You're going to have to wait for the rest of your life for that. That's um, not... That's sadly never going to happen. Gr- Gradius 5. It's a PS2 classic. That's too many Gradiuses. Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. PS2 classic bundle is coming to digital. Interesting. Um, yeah. Doesn't say if that's... I don't think that's coming to PS4. PS4 isn't playing PS2 games, right? No. no. Stupid question. Yeah, no.
3: everything's, stu- everything's the dumbest with
2: those. Yeah, it's, yep. it's really... It's who's on first there. All right. Medieval Defenders is coming to PS Vita. That's digital. Here's a big one. Mortal Kombat X, the grossest game of all time where you can rip off a man's testicle and beat him to death with it and then yeah. carve it into a skull and then crush the skull with mm-hmm. your hair. So they have, they have
3: fatalities and now they also have brutalities because fatalities just weren't mean enough.
2: Brutalities aren't new. They've been around for a while. Have they? they were just angrier fatalities. They
3: should have rudeities. They should have rudalities. Or just rude.
4: Or it's a person. sick burn. Oh, like when well, you tell you tell somebody that you love them, but it's a
2: lie. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's just called reality Yeah.
2: <laughs> a reality. Ah! Oh. Hey Scorpion, how come you have a skull for a face but you got skin on your arms and stuff, huh? And he just like looks at his feet and it's like reality. <laughs> Flawless victory. Um yeah, Tesla Grad is coming to PS4 and PS3. It's a 2D puzzle platformer with action elements. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I heard... It's like Die Hard. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> Titan Souls, PS4, PS Vita, digital cross buy. Yep. Um, that's a fun time. You guys that's check a cool that game.
3: Eight out. Go purchase that and play a fun mm-hmm. video game.
2: We Are Doomed is coming to PS4 digitally. That sounds spooky. It's a twin stick shooter where you zap polygon baddies. Um, and of hey. course, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, and uh, we're also doing our ongoing uh, PlayStation Plus book club. We didn't get yeah. a chance to get to that, but um, we're playing Aru's Awakening, and uh, that's on PS3 and PS4, and. Uh, Monster Bag on the PS Vita yeah
3: those games are free on PlayStation Plus Uh, we're gonna have we're
2: gonna have a full segment on it next week yep Uh, so closing out Ryan
3: Ryan Ryan Scott. Ryan Clements. Ryan, Ryan Scott. Shout out to Ryan Clements and Ryan Scott. I love all those Ryans. Uh, all the Ryans are the best. Uh, uh, what is your uh, selection this week for the Essential
4: 50? So this is sort of a safe bet, but I want to throw it out there because I feel like it didn't sell as many units as it sh- should have or no. deserve to. Not like I'm really invested in how much a game should sell, but I feel like more people should have played this game and it's called Guacamelee. Yes. And Guacamelee is on PlayStation huh. Vita and it's on PlayStation 3, three and PlayStation, and PlayStation, and PlayStation four. 4. So you really have no excuse. I think it's even on, like. Wii U and a bunch it's of other... It's
3: not Wii U, it's on Xbox One, it's on PC. Yeah. Like, you really
4: have yeah. no excuse, but it started on uh, on the PlayStation 3 mm-hmm. and Vita, and that's where I played it first, and it had, um, you could actually cross-save, jump between the two. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and it is a, what we have started calling a few years ago, a Metroidvania, mm-hmm. uh, and it's,
2: it's also, it could be also considered a Wrestlevania.
4: Yeah, so it is a Wrestlevania. <laughs> we talk about this on the show a lot, and you know we talked about it on the old show a lot, but uh, it's... It's a really wonderful sort of action platforming game starring this guy who has to basically beat up. He's sort of a Lucha Libre wrestler mm-hmm. and has to fight other people of his ilk and also animals. Mm-hmm. You can turn into a chicken. There's a beautiful woman that you get. Now, a lot, a lot of the things that a lot of people were deterred by this game was that it's full of memes. Deterred.
2: Yeah. <laughs> memes. <Yeah>. Deterred. You <laughs> said deterred. I, I,
3: that people used to make fun of Destructo by calling it deterred.
2: One, no one ever called it that. Okay. No. No one ever. Okay. Nobody ever called me the dad. <laughs> me
1: Did anybody ever call you martyred?
3: Ooh,
4: that's turdy Siva. Turdy got real. Sliva. What about bag of? <laughs> <shit>?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about that is I have to write it down. <laughs> God, it. what was it?
4: The... You have to go listen to that, that insult again when you censored that that part where I called you a bag of. Shit. <laughs> Stop doing that, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, Max, defend me. So guacamole is awesome. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like internet meme stuff. There's like g- you know g- g- like grumpy cat portraits in the background, mm-hmm. and they're they're kind there's of
2: like actually in the background. Oh really? Yeah.
4: Oh that's right. I remember yeah. seeing that. Um, and it's it's Isn't a... Greg in that game. Uh, he's in the, the PC, PC version. version. Yeah. They made a skin where he's wearing his up at noon suit. So yes, Greg is in that yeah. game. Um, and it's it's just really cool. It's really fun. It's incredibly difficult at mm-hmm. times. Totally. Uh, some of the boss fights are like. Bloodborne level of throw your controller is, angry. Yeah, some
3: of them get real bad. Yeah,
4: yeah, so that's that's the only way I would sort of be a little hesitant to push people 100% into this game because there are times where I wanted to walk away for good. If yeah. but you're
2: playing a cross-by, going. though, swapping between the two is yeah. frequently a good way of sidestepping a really frustrating boss fight. Yeah. Because Will... you have to step away, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Will
1: it make me drop my Vita in the bathtub?
4: Um, it might make you throw your Vita. <laughs> yeah,
1: it might, it might you make you drop you go it to...
2: draw a bath and then throw the Vita in there because yeah. you're mad. <laughs> that's yeah, because you're yeah. mad.
1: With a hairdryer. Yeah. That, that game hair
3: dryer. is super sure. gorgeous. Its score is awesome. Yeah. The game is beautiful. It has those two... It has sort of like the Day of the Dead world. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the, it, the writing's actually decent. It has some some funny characters. Also, Drinkbox; uh, those guys are incredible. And they're working on Severed now, which you and I played at PAX. Yeah, uh, I'm awesome super excited game. Excited for that. Yeah, yeah very awesome so far. That's from what probably we've seen. the next Vita game that I'm super stoked about. Yep,
2: I, I I don't know. I have weird reservations about that. Like, I love that game to death. Like, I gave that game a perfect score when it came out. and I reviewed it, and I, I, I think it's fantastic. But for whatever reason, it just it doesn't. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. It, it it's too fresh. I feel like. Like, I don't know. It's, just, it's too. It's too recent, and it's. Ooh. It never felt like specifically like a PlayStation game. I don't know. That's like a weird. I, I'm not. I'm not shooting it down. Entirely. It? No, you're allowed to. That's like... the, that's the whole point yeah. of this forum.
3: You meant like uh a, a necessarily an exclusive PlayStation? No, game. Yeah. yeah. Um, like
2: I think of it, and I honestly I was like I'm trying to remember. I mean, I played it on, on PS3 and Vita. It wasn't exclusive when it came. It was. Out, right? yeah, yeah, it was a timed yeah. exclusive, okay. it eventually but eventually came to PS3 and yeah. then the Wii U. And yeah.
4: I, yeah. I would say that's where more, most people experienced it, and that's where that's where. It started where it's its its home began um, but yeah if you want to push back against it I'm totally okay with that I mean it is new uh-huh. it is fresh uh, I could have gone for another old deep cut like killer seven but yeah I feel like this is one that's it's it's not your uncharted it's it's not your uh, sort of Gran Turismo's or GTA's it's nothing like that that scope and it, it didn't reach that many people so mm-hmm. if I can give it another nudge mm-hmm. to get people to try it then sure but if you want to shoot it down sure we can go to war this is gonna get, uh,
2: <laughs> I mean it'll we'll be like in, a mild war. don't really know what I don't know what we do actually like we kind of Someone Sarah. is
3: literally screaming in the other room. Yeah, war has that. already erupted. We have to, begun We're, the great guacamole wars half. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess no. let us know if uh Yeah. If, how about the let's in the comments how about you decide yeah. Yeah. if it makes it.
2: Yeah, let us know. chime in. That's yeah. that's your call beyond listeners. What I will
3: say is that uh guacamole is dumb. I'm not a fan okay, of guacamole. Okay, now you can get the hell or the out. dip? Yeah, I do, I think it is one of the worst because it doesn't have of sauces.
2: Brian's right. You are baggy. <laughs> write yeah, that, write down. that down. <laughs> yeah, <your> bag. <laughs> 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 I agreed with you. I like Guacamole. <laughs> the old bag. Um, just the worst. Um, on that note, I think we are going to uh, roll the credits. And okay, the I got to run. Song. I love you guys. All right, you can follow Brian on Twitter. He's Agent Bizzle. That's right. You can follow Marty. He's McBiggity. I am. Eden, you're Eden the Cat. And where can yes. they hear the things you do?
1: Uh, you can visit OrphanMothers.BandCamp.com and JimmyAndEden.com to hear podcasts. And... Uh, what else do I do? Go to various, oh, yeah. You
3: can go to various Vox the websites. Mm-hmm.
1: Bandcamp.com. Um I'm on YouTube, too, some places.
3: Skrillex.bandcamp.com. Yeah, um, Taylorswift.title.org.
1: Taylor Swift sent me a restraining order. Really? No. Oh,
3: man, that would have been <laughs> She's awesome. Not really I would have podcasted yeah. for another half hour if that was <laughs> true. <laughs> All All right. Right. I love you guys. All
2: right. Bye, bye,
1: bye. Brian. Bye. He literally,
2: bye. He literally couldn't wait right. until... What should, we do? Well, what should we do with? Well, Brian's gone? I guess we could just... Yeah, rip his paper up. Do he doesn't I, get, get any
1: do you know like paper. Cranes? <laughs> All right. No, 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 I think we're
2: done. Beyond, everybody. Beyond.
0: Beyond. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the New Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused, and you have no idea where this came from. No, she was sent here anonymously.
4: Uh, uh-uh,
0: not she. They? Maybe. Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways.
3: My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialised in strange stories.
0: Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both
2: dream about it. How often? Every night.